I got invited to a Halloween All Saints Day party of a group of homeschoolers a couple days ago, and it was so cute because all the little kids were, were dressed up as their favorite saint, uh, and there are like 70 of them. And the, the kids were amazed, though, that I was able to figure out who they are by how they're, they're dressed. And fortunately, we have a, a secret in the church that in order to identify which saint is which in art, since we don't really know what most of the saints look like, um, we often put special little symbols in, in the art so we know who's who. It's like one little uh, girl was, was carrying a, a harp, and uh, I, I thought, since she also had a, a palm branch, hmm, she's a martyr, probably something to do with music, and this must be Saint Cecilia. She's like, wow, you know who I am. Yeah. And another little girl had a, had a little cup with two eyes in it. I'm like, oh, this is, this is St. Lucy who had her, her eyes gouged out. Um, and of course, you know, we have St. Paul who had his, his sword there. And it was easy to see who that is. And we even, we even had St. George with his dragon. And one of the, the most interesting one was uh, St. Barbara. She, she came dressed as a, a tower with her head peeking out because her family had actually imprisoned her in a tower to kill her if she wouldn't uh, marry the person that they, they wanted her to. And it's a tradition uh, that goes back to the early saints in the church were all martyrs. How do you know who's a saint? Well, there's someone who died for the faith. Even, even someone who like ran up at the last minute and said, you know, kill me too. Well, they're a saint because they ultimately died for the faith as a martyr. And in art, Oftentimes, the way we know which saint is which is we actually depict the saint holding the, the thing that they were tortured with that led to their martyrdom. Now, we might look at that and say, well, isn't that like a, a symbol of defeat? Uh, you know, this is the thing that ultimately was their undoing. And yet, this is the very thing that we choose to brag about, that for all history, we're going we're gonna to put the symbol of how that saint was ultimately conquered in this life because we know that that's the ultimate means by which they, they triumphed in this life. You see, that's, that's the great kind of Christian twist. What looks to be our, our undoing, our downfall, might actually be the thing that we, we turn around and see is the thing to celebrate in life. And that's, I think, one of the great sources of Christian hope then, that no matter how down and out we look, the very thing that seems to have us down, even to the point of our death, might be the greatest thing to celebrate. So St. Lawrence, famously grilled to death. Well, if you, if you see a picture of a saint and he's got a little grill, that's St. Lawrence. Because it's through these very instruments of martyrdom that the saints ultimately triumphed. You see, we refer to their day of death not as the day of their doom, the day of their downfall. We refer to that as their dies natalis in Latin. Literally means their birthday. The day that St. That Lawrence finally got grilled to death, not, not defeat, victory, birthday. Happy birthday, St. Lawrence. Why? Because that's the day far more important than the day that he was born into this natural life. That's the day he was born to eternal life. Dies Natalis, happy birthday to the martyrs on the day that they're finally beheaded, ripped apart, grilled to death, whatever it is. Not defeat, victory and birthday. I think that's a good 
image then for, for us to keep in mind. Of course, the, the greatest symbol of this ever is the cross itself. Think about how strange that is, that we come into our church and, and there's the, the symbol of the worst thing man has ever done to kill our own Redeemer and Savior, the worst event in the history of the world, what should have been the greatest downfall, far greater than Adam and Eve simply denying God in the, the garden at the beginning. We actually put God to death. This should be the greatest source of shame ever, and yet... Yet this is the symbol we chose to hold up and we carry in procession before us. We put it at the front so everybody has to look at it and see it. And we don't say, how embarrassing. We say, what a triumph. The greatest victory in the history of the world. Deus Natalis of eternal life. Jesus Christ overcomes death through the victory of the cross. So that's the, the kind of great juxtaposition of the Catholic life. What looks like defeat, maybe it's not. Maybe it's actually a great victory. That's really what All Saints Day is about, to hold up these people who we can look at them and say, "Ah, they were down, they were out, and yet now they're in heaven. Now they rejoice to be victorious. This idea of the the church in glory that we, we hold up today at All Saints, we would make a great mistake if we simply looked at them and said, well, aren't they great? I mean, yeah, they did it, and now they're in heaven, and you know, good for them. Well, they don't need us to celebrate them. They're plenty happy in heaven celebrating without us. Rather, it's the opposite. That their joy in heaven is that now they want to intercede for us. They want to pray for us because we're still in it. We're still in the battle. We are still fully capable of giving up, and they don't want us to give up. We're, we're being grilled to death. We're feeling defeated. We're feeling beat down by coronavirus. You and I, all of us, are in danger every day of giving up, of saying, I can't do it anymore. I'm sick of this. So the role of the saints in heaven is to help us in the fight. In fact, the, the word the church uses for us on earth is the church militant, the church fighting, the church in battle. Saints in heaven, that's the church in glory. Church triumphant. That's where we're headed. But right now, we're the church militant. We're fighting. This day of All Saints uh, comes at a time, October 25th, is the, the feast of two saints you might not know much about, St. Crispin and Crispianus. Crispin and Crispian. Not Rice Krispies. The, uh, Crispin and Crispian. And um, although they're real people, one of my favorite events takes place on their feast day, and that is, if you've seen the Shakespearean play, Henry V, and I see some nodding there, there is a famous speech in Shakespeare's Henry V that takes place on the feast day of Crispin and Crispian. Henry V is going into a battle in France, the field of Agincourt, and he is hopelessly outnumbered. His soldiers are freezing and cold. They've come all the way from England into France, and they are outnumbered like 10 to 1, and they are just about ready to give up. And they're met in this huge battle against the French who are on their home turf and they're all, you know, all haughty and they think they've got it. Well, Henry gives the most famous speech before a battle probably ever. And he he comes there and his soldiers are like, man, I wish we had more people. We are doomed. What about all those people back in England? Would that they were here. And Henry shows up and he says, no, 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 no. (laughs) Who wishes for that? 
Don't, don't wish one man more from England. We are about to have the greatest victory in the history of military victories. We don't want one more person here because the fewer people that are here, the greater the honor for us. Now that's, that's a soldier kind of soldier to say, oh yeah, we got this. He's trying to pump up the army and say, we can keep going. We're going to be victorious. We can do it. Don't give up. And he, he says ultimately that all of you who are are here with me fighting. All right, we might be few. We might look like we're down and out, but we're not. In fact, the fact that we're here today together, he says, we few, we happy few. We band of brothers, for he who today sheds his blood with me shall be my brother. There's a certain sense in which fighting together and knowing that we're in the fight, it actually brings us together. And that's why I think it's great that we are here in this church today on All Saints Day, knowing that we, we might be few. Hey, yes, some of that's imposed because coronavirus. Some people have fallen away and said, maybe I don't even need to go to church. Who cares? Fine, let them go. But we few, the ones of us that are here who know how much we need this, who know what battle we're in and we're not ready to give up yet, we're gonna keep fighting. Good, we're a... We're a little band of brothers and sisters in Jesus because we know whose side we're on and we know that our general is ultimately victorious. And they say in this speech that, you know, men who are now abed in England, yeah, those people that you wish were here, yeah, we don't want them here. We would not, you know, we would not be willing to die in the presence of someone who doesn't have the stomach for this fight. Let them sleep in England. In fact, anyone who's here now who doesn't want to be here, here, passport home. Here's, here's money. We'll send you home. We don't want you because we wouldn't want to die in your presence. Cowards, leave. We'll take less men. What a, what a great kind of example for all of us then. That's the kind of courage that the church rouses up for us today. The church militant, all right, we're down and out in the mud and de depleted, fine. We're going to win. We're going to win. In fact, we are gonna, our names will be remembered. And Henry says to all his people, you know, years from now, people will look back and say, yeah, you, Westmoreland, Gloucester, Exeter, they're going to remember these names because you were here. In fact, in the future, when this day comes around, the Feast of St. Crispian, you're going to pull back your sleeves and say, these wounds I had upon St. Crispin's Day. And men will hold their manhoods cheap that they were not here. That's the kind of righteous kind of indignation that we, we need as we go in this fight. Because Satan's great task is to make us feel like we're isolated, we're alone, we're the only ones that feel so demoralized and pleaded. We're all alone in our suffering and it's hopeless. That's, that's Satan. Jesus says today, no, look to the church in glory. You feel like you're getting depleted? Look at St. Lawrence with his little grill now holding it up in triumph. Look at Lucy with her, her eyes in a, a chalice saying, hey, yeah, these are the eyes they plucked out. I got them back. I'm in heaven. Don't give up. Or St. Corona, of all people. St. Corona saw some other martyr die. She says, hey, take me too. Take me too. And so they pulled two trees down to earth, tied her between them, and let them go and ripped her in half. St. Corona. She's like, yeah, I'm in heaven now. I'm good. Don't give up. Don't give up. Because even if you do get ripped in half, even if your eyes gouged out, Henry says, even if we die today, we do our country proud. 
there's enough of us here to die in the service of our country. Well, that's kind of how we need to be. Not not that uh, we're all, you know, let's run forward with our sword. Our sword, more likely than we're going to get beheaded, things like the rosary, run forward waving your rosary, kneel down as a knight before Jesus in the Eucharist, arm ourselves with that great strength, come honor the saints today. That's where we get our strength. Blessed are the meek, the peacemakers. Yeah, that's our, our role too, ultimately, as Christians. But today, if you're feeling out, if you're feeling like you're before a battle that it just seems like, can we win this? Yeah, and realize that someday in the future, you might take this very thing that looks like the thing that's holding you down, even your own sins, and wave it around and say, this is how I triumphed. Here's the cross, wave it high, our banner. Because in the end, weakness and strength in God is how we conquer. So let us not wish for one man more to be with us and share this glory, because it will be glory. We know it. And those of us that are here, yeah, we may be few, but we few, we happy few, we band of brothers, not just on earth, but with the saints in heaven as well. What a band of brothers we are. And we're not as few as we think.